Hey there. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. This is episode number 13 of Lakeside. We're in Solomon's Song. This is day number 12 if you're in the devotional book. Uh, but we're in the in this 12th day, and I just got to say before we jump into this passage is that what you're seeing in this in this book, um, the Song of Solomon as you read it, you see this cycle that's never ending. It's kind of in a constant loop between the king and the shepherd girl. It's a beautiful picture of our relationship with Christ. And the cycle is simply this. It's communication, expression, and rest. Communication, expression, and rest. It's a never-ending revolution wheel that rolls around. He communicates his heart for her, or she communicates her heart for him. There's an expression between the two of them, and then you have this period of time where they rest in what has just been communicated and expressed, and it's that meditation, that resting is that meditation. And the Bible promises, doesn't promise to, to bless a Bible memorizer, it promises to bless a Bible meditator. If you read Psalms 1, it says, in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree. And the fact is, blessing comes from someone who takes the time to meditate on what it is that they have memorized. The prisons are full of people that memorize and are Bible memorizers. They memorize something in Christian school, but it's that taking the time to meditate on what you've memorized. To meditate just simply means to chew over, to ponder, and to think about, and to run it over and over in your mind and think about this and to meditate. We meditate on so many things, but honestly, taking the time to meditate on the Word of God is the most enriching activity that you'll ever engage in outside of just prayer and communication with God. And so you have this, uh, this communication expression and then meditation or this resting period and what we're jumping into right now is going to be an expression Now we saw the communication uh, Solomon communicated to her in the garden and we saw that going on and the, back in the chamber, when he brought her into the chamber, she stood before him. And remember, she questioned her worth and her value in the first couple of verses. And then he displayed something for her. He added to her life, and, and he added the gold and the jewelry to her. And he said, look in the mirror. What do you now see? And she just looked in there, and she said, I see, I see beautiful. And Solomon said, I've added this to you. And we saw this beautiful picture how God makes us beautiful. It's not you and I in our own strength becoming beautiful. It's not you and I in our own strength becoming patient or becoming kind or becoming long-suffering. These are things that God has added to us. The king adds to us and makes us beautiful. And so we see that uh, displayed earlier. And then they walk out in the garden. He communicates with her again. Remember, he speaks identity into her as that compares her to the flower. And then he compares her to, to the, the rock rose. And you remember how he talked about that. And he looked into her eyes and he told her he loved her. And as he's looking looking in her eyes, and this is where we're going to jump into right now, and I'm just going to warn you right now, put your maturity hats on, get the kids out of the room, because it's about ready to get very graphic very quickly, because Solomon is not just about communicating his heart. Solomon is about finding ways to express his heart. And we'll just take a, a step back before we jump into this. And just let me just say this. God is not just about communicating his love to you. He's about finding ways to express that love to you. It wasn't enough for God to just say, I love you, world. I love you, world. I love you, world. In John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the world that he what? He expressed. 
he gave. God, the greatest giver, gave the greatest gift, the world, the greatest company. God said, I'm not just going to speak my love. I'm not going to tell you that you're nice. I'm not going to tell you that you matter to me. I'm going to go out of my way to make an effort to show you. God is about expressing what he communicates. And so Solomon is the same, and we see him communicate his love to her. He's not just going to tell her that she has first place in his heart. He's going to express that to her, and he's going to do so physically right here. They're out in the garden right there. They're walking, taking that moonlight stroll in the garden. And as they're standing there by the rose, he looks at her and compares her to that rose. He just says, you are you are beautiful, and you, you grow from this inner strength. You're just like this rose. Of all the plants in this garden, of all the flowers that I would pick to describe you or compare you to, I'm going to pick this rose here. And it's not not just because it's not as delicate or it's even more delicate than the other flowers, the other roses. I'm picking this one because it has grown out of such a harsh circumstance. It grows out of an environment that it shouldn't. And, and that, that reminds me of you. You have every reason in the world why you should not be the person that you are today. But you are this person because you have a strength, and it's your strength that has captivated me. It is your your strength that pulls me towards you. It's that zeal and desire that you have that that inspires me and he says I, I look at you and you're like that rose to me and I, I'm inspired by your tenacity I'm inspired by your courage I'm inspired by your strength and it makes me want to be a stronger king I mean he's expressing his heart to her and as she looks at him he's seeing her take him in with her eyes and it, and all of a sudden the purpose of the eyes just really hits home with him he he knows that we were given eyes. Solomon was a man of wisdom, and he knows. You read the Proverbs. What do you talk about your eyes and directing your eyes to and from, away from things? Because why? The eye gate was designed to take in what we want to learn more about. And he said, I look over at you as I speak to you, and I see the way that you're taking in every word that I say. I see the way that you're paying attention to every detail about my movements, and, and I watch you out of the corner of my eyes watching me. And he says, your eyes stir me. Your eyes are like dove's eyes. He says, she's fair. And he repeats it twice. You're fair. You're fair. And it as long as you're taking in what I'm saying, take this in. You are fair and you are beautiful. And this is a direct contradiction to what she said about herself. And he says, I'm going to I'm gonna speak against uh, those, those harmful things that you've taken in. I'm going to speak against those false mindsets that you've had. And I'm speaking life into you. And he says, you are fair. You are fair. You're fair. You are beautiful. You're divine. And he speaks those things into her. And then he just goes right on with this next thing. He says, Behold, thou art fair. He says it again. He says it again. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Man, if it's worth saying once, it's worth saying twice. It's the willingness to repeat ourselves that make us great. That's what makes us a great influencer, the willingness to repeat yourself. I'm not saying because you have a bad memory. I'm saying it's because you're finding ways to, to speak the same message over and over and over again. And I'm going to attack that message from every angle I can think of. I'm going to speak this message into your heart. And so it's that willingness to repeat ourselves. And so he speaks into her heart and he says, Listen, you're fair, my beloved, yea, pleasant. Also our bed is green. The beams of our house are cedar and our rafters are a fir. Now, what just happened here? What did he just say? And this is really important because he says that you're fair, yea, you're pleasant. He speaks to these different aspects of her. And remember, he called her her love. Remember, he said, you're my love. And he, he didn't call her Shunammite girl. He didn't call her the name that she had. He said, you are fair, my love. And then now he says, thou art fair, my beloved. My beloved. He's finding ways to communicate that, her endearment to his heart. 
He said, our bed is green and the beams of our house are cedar and the rafters are fir. <laughs> now, man, you look at this and where are they at? They're out in the garden. And he said, look up above you. He said, the rafters of our house that we're in are made out of cedar. The cedar limbs stretched over them and the balls of fir were stretched over them like a roof and a canopy. And he said, our bed is green. <laughs> it's the grass. It was the, I can imagine he's talking to her in the background. You have the music kicks in and he says what's he say he says i want to make love to you right here right now we're in his secluded garden he says man i'm going to express i want to show you uh how you stir me and he says i want to i want to be that for you and he begins they they make love and they're about ready to do that and he's speaking to her right this is the part where we just kind of pretend like we didn't see it and walk out of the garden let them be king and shunammite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Let them be because they're getting ready to have some love making going on there. And he says, look, the, our, our bed is going to be green and our grass, our rafters are sort of cedar. We're going to be out here. We're going to make this place our place. This is going to be our special place. We're making it right here. And what's awesome to me is if you, the content is so strong, the sexual content is so strong at this point, you have to take a step back, take a breather, and you have to say, what is the message, God? Why are you letting me see this part of their, their relationship right now? Because the, the message is beautiful. The message is beautiful. The expression of that relationship, the expression of God's love for your heart. God is not interested in just having uh, your love and expressing love to you within the paradigm of once a week or twice a week on Sunday and coming to four walls of a church and communicating with him. Man, there was a time in my life when I believed that I met with God on Sunday and I did life on my own Monday through Friday. And I would go to him if I needed him. I'd go to him like the genie in the lamp, and I would kind of pray and hope that he heard me and hope that my, I kept short accounts with him so that he would move on my behalf. You know, during the thunderstorms, pray that God would not help that house get blown away as a kid, you know, help this to happen. But those, those mindsets as a child, they grow with you as a man. And so when, when you're an adult, you think that God's relationship with you is strictly uh, contained within the 66 books of the Bible. And I read the Bible to hear from God and nothing else. But God, it can be further from the truth. God says, I want to experience relationship with you outside of this uh, pre-planned and this uh, predetermined uh, time frame. Solomon was telling her, if we jump into the physical back again, Solomon was telling her, he says, I want to express my heart to you and express my love to you, and I want to do so outside of the parameters of the bedroom. I want to express my love to you outside of the parameters of what is commonly accepted as parameter expression. <laughs> he says, I don't want to just have you in the bedroom. I want to have you out in the garden. Man, for God, let's just jump into the spiritual aspect. For God communicating with your spirit, he says, I don't want to just communicate with you on Sunday. You know, I don't just want to communicate with you as you read through the Bible in a year and check off the boxes. He said, I want to communicate with you in the ride to work. I want to express my love to you and communicate with you as you walk through the store. I want to communicate with you as you're at the job and as you're going through the, going through life and you're just and you're doing life. I don't want to just watch you from the grandstands. I want you to understand I am doing life with you and it's you and I together every day and we're having that communication outside of the pre-planned and outside of the expected. And yes, we go to church and yes, I want to worship as a corporate body and yes, I want to sing with everyone and I want to pray with everyone and I want to be part of the worship service. But honestly, if that's the only time that God is able to express himself to me, 
then I'm going to have a very lonely marriage with him. I'm going to have a very lonely relationship if the only time I see him is during the pre-planned and the predetermined times at church. And I, those, after when I walk out the door, all of a sudden God is back on the back burner of my mind, and now it's just me going through life alone. No, I want God with me every single day. And the fact is that God desires that with us. He desires to be seen uh, in, in our work. He desires to be seen in the relationships that we have in life. He desires to be seen in the difficulties and the trials and the struggles. God desires to you to see him and to watch him express his love to you in, in every time, every moment of the day. He desires to be part of you. He desires to be right there doing life with you. He desires you to live from him and live from him daily, to live from him and live from him moment by moment minute by minute, hour by hour, week by week, God desires to be part of life with you. So when I look at a passage like this, and first I can be sidetracked by this physical picture that I see in front of me. Man, they're making love out in the garden. And I move past it and I miss what, what just happened. He went outside of the parameters of the expected to experience relationship with this girl. God looks at us and he says, I want to go outside. I want so badly to go outside the parameters of what you expect that I could possibly do. Man, you remember the children of Israel um, when the Ark of the Covenant got, got captured, right? And they got it back. And as they were getting back, remember the, the, um, the, uh, the buzzing in the trees. God told David to wait and he said, the mulberry trees, when you hear the buzzing, that's me walking around and I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Do you remember what happened when the buzzing started? Man, God's presence moved, and he wasn't involved with the ark. He was outside of the ark. He was outside of the parameters of what they contained him in. And when they let God out of the box, <laughs> God surprised everybody by going in front of them and smashing the enemies to pieces. And I'm telling you, there's this idea and this understanding that God is in a box, and we keep him there. He's limited to, to colds and minor, minor coughs, and he's limited to the little things in life. When it comes time for the bigger things, we got to figure out a way to make that happen. If it's a bill that's overdue, we automatically got to figure out a way to make that happen. If it's something in life that we can handle, we figure out a way or resources that we have in order to make that happen. But God's says, would you just let me out of the box? Would you let me express myself to you outside of the parameters and the pre-planned and the expected expectations that you placed on me? Would you let me operate in your life outside of those things? Because when we see him move, honestly, it is a powerful expression. And we find is the communication, the expression match up. It is amazing what happens. It is absolutely amazing what happens when we let God outside of the box. Man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Yes, I look forward to Sunday, but I look forward to Monday just as much. I look forward to Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Every day is a good day because every day is an opportunity for God to express his heart for me in a fanatically consistent way. And I'm blown away by the opportunities and the ways that he seeks to do that. And so when I see this chapter and this passage, it's the last passage for uh, chapter number one of Solomon's Song devotional. But if you're in that passage, you find the implication is what gives it beauty, that Solomon desired relationship with the bride outside of the confines of the palaces where you would expect to experience it. The spiritual implication is just an invitation from the king to seek interaction with him outside of the confines of the expected times and places. Seek him in our day-to-day -day activities and experience our lives with him. Man, your homework today as you listen to this episode is to simply invite God to experience relationship with you. Say, God, would you 
would you show me yourself today? Would you, would you show me your heart for me today? Would you open my eyes to an awareness and an understanding of just how present you are and just how much you desire to be with me? Uh, when you're alone and hurting, God wants to be there to hold you and comfort you until you're patched up and good to go at life again. When you're sick, he wants to be there to heal you and take care of you. When you make that culinary masterpiece in the kitchen, he wants to be with you to experience that as well. When you walk past the mirror and you make those goofy faces, God wants to be part of that with you. When you're afraid, he wants to protect you. When you feel like no one listens to you, he wants to hear you. When you're sad, he uplifts you. When you're discouraged, he wants to inspire you. He wants a relationship that you can be secure that has no limits or confines. You take him everywhere and anywhere with you, and you can ask him anything. You're his. And your relationship with him will never be limited to one place or time because he loves you and his desires for you are eternal. They're timeless and they're boundless. That is enough to make anyone melt. (laughs) I'm serious. When I discovered God loved me that much, I was just like, man, bring it, (laughs) bring it. I went to God asking for intimacy. I said, God, I don't want this in my life. And God said, man, you carried this book around your whole life and you've read it um, through in a year. You've read portions and pieces of Song of Solomon, but you passed by the message and you missed it. You got distracted on the melody. As a teenage boy, (laughs) the melody was really strong and you got distracted by it. But man, as someone who is absolutely hungry and starving to know your worth and your value to me. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Ask the right questions. And when you say, God, what are you trying to show me through this? God says, man, I'm trying to show you my heart. Trying to show you my heart. I've always been with you and I desire this relationship with you. Thank you so much for being with me today. Tomorrow or next episode of Lakeside, we're going to jump into chapter number two. And that's going to be episode number 14. We'll jump into chapter number two and we're going to see what this result of this expression was because it's communication, expression, and rest. And when you see what she gains from this expression, it is enough to under, help me understand what my response can be. Um, if my response to this up to this point has just been, well, you know, I don't know if I believe all this. I don't know if I buy the fact that God is that crazy about me. Uh, keep reading. <laughs> Let's keep going. Because I promise you, uh, at the end of this, after hearing and hearing and hearing, you're going to see something that's going to catch your attention. And your response will be what her response is, chapter two. Uh, your response may be, it may take you eight chapters. It may take you six chapters, five chapters, what have you. But it depends on your in your hunger for, for wanting that from God. But when you get that, um, I promise you it'll change you. So that's up next time. Until then, thank you so much for being with me today. hope you have a fantastic day today. Make sure you give away your smile today because your smile, it reveals your source, and the world is hungry for your source. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.